Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 448. Today we're going to talk about Shakespeare. It's a new game from Istari Games, being brought over to the United States by Asmodee. It plays uh, one to four players in about an hour and a half or so. It is, as you can tell by the title, a game about sort of creating your own play, but also like your own theater, hiring actors, building sets, designing costumes. It's got some very unique elements and some very sort of traditional elements at the same time. It's got kind of an interesting bidding for turn order with some worker placement, some card drafting, and then also sort of like building up and sort of investing, if you will, in the actors and in the set to build the best play. So let's take a look at how it works and then I'll tell you what I think of it. So as I said, the theme of Shakespeare is pretty obvious. You are actually sort of Shakespeare himself uh, putting together your production company, your sets, your costumes, your actors, and all that kind of good stuff. So here you can see most of the components that you get in the game. You've got a main player board here. You can see the game takes place over six rounds and this will track that. You'll have sort of a scoring round in round four and round six. And what that actually did is a dress rehearsal where you'll sort of put on the play, kind of see how far along you are, how well developed you are, and then you'll do it again at the end, maybe like the opening night or something. So you've got that here, you've got this track here for tracking prestige points, and players will use discs to track that. You might gain and lose points here on this track. And then you have the three acts of the play. You've got act one, act two, and act three. And again, each player will have discs on each of these tracks here to track their progress as they hire actors and then you know give rehearsals and all kinds of stuff like that you'll track that there and then each player also is going to have their own player board so there's a couple of things to note about the player board you'll have this disc here in the middle of this track and this will go left or right as the round goes on and this is what's known as the ambience track so if you have poor ambience you might lose points or lose you know uh, tracking on the different acts but if you get up here, you might get some money and stuff. So this is gonna be scored every round and then kind of reset. And then here you have this sort of structure here uh, depicted for the different sets that you'll get. So you'll have these tokens here and these are gonna be used to construct the set. And you'll notice they'll be in different colors. So you've got the fours here are always gonna be this sort of light blue. And you have some special ones, these golden threes. And then there's also like these purple threes. And you've got ones and fives and so on. So you'll be sort of drafting these and, and bidding for these and collecting these with some of the different agents you have out here. And then as you construct them, the thing to keep in mind is they need to be symmetrical. So if I put a one here, I've got to put a one on the other side. And if I you know, do a four here, then a four has to go here on the other side. So it's symmetrical as you build it up. And of course it's a pyramid. And so you have to uh, build like two underneath before you can build you know, one on top like that. Now the other thing to note is these gold ones are sort of like wild. So I could do this one here like so. And so that can be a wild and it, that will be you know, considered any color. So it still is symmetrical in this case. And, you know, and then I could put the four here. The other thing to note is on the back side of these, it will tell you sort of the special ability that you're going to get when you build it. And so these ones here, and this is the cost, so to speak, this costs one, and I'll explain how you buy these in a minute, does nothing. It's got this little X here that does nothing. The three uh, doesn't really do anything, but it counts, it gives you a prestige point at the end of the game. And then these fours here, you can see both of them, they give you two bumps on your ambience track. And then the five here, you will get one of these plus three tokens. And you can see these here, that has like a, a little plus three there. And that's gonna help you uh, with some of your set designers and your costume designers. 
So that's what the, how that works. And if you cover up these candles here, you'll get a prestige point as you cover those up. And then you start with sort of four workers here. You've got actors and playwrights and things, and you have the queen here. Everybody has access to this. And then this is your handyman. You can see he's got the little circle and the square. That means he can do costumes and sets. Circles are costumes, squares are sets. And so you can do a little bit of everything. Now you all will be able to draft um, other actors and things. So here you can see he's a set designer because he's got number and square eight. And then this gal here is a costume designer. And there's a certain cost for these other ones that you're going to get. Now you don't actually pay these when you draft them. You've got to pay this at the end of the game or else you lose prestige uh, for each one that you can't pay. So that's very interesting. You kind of put the play together and hopefully make enough money during the process to be able to pay everybody off at the end. So there's a variety of these and they give you different special abilities and stuff like that. Now, an actor is anybody that has a little ability here, and you can take your pawns and then put them on there. I'll talk about that more in a minute. But you're going to fill up these slots here with costume tokens, and this is going to unlock a special ability during the rehearsals. So as you draft these and put these in front of you, you want to fill these up with really nice costumes so you get extra bonuses and stuff. Uh, but that's how you know it's an actor. Now you can see you start with some here on your board. And the first thing you're going to do every round is everybody's going to take in their hand and they have five of these worker placement pawns. And you're going to put a certain number in your hand and let's say I'll bid three and then everybody else bids a different amount. Whoever bids the least is going to end up going first and you also get a prestige point if you go first. And then like so, then least to most in that order. So if you're going last, you're going to have less you know, initiative to grab the stuff you really want, but you're going to end up, you know, of course, getting more actions. And the other thing that's going to happen each round is you're going to draw a certain number of these set tiles, and that's going to see, you can see they're based on the number of players, so we'll put some of these out. And then, which I haven't showed you yet, we're going to look at some of the costume tiles, and you draw another amount of those. And these bags are actually seated uh, differently um, depending on the number of players. So in a two-player game, you're going to put this many of each of the different costumes and set tiles in the bag. And it's also a little aid reminding you what the special abilities of these set tiles are. So you're going to put these out and then we're going to deal out some of the character cards. So here we've dealt out six. It's always the number of players plus two. And the players are going to be able to draft one of these each round. So on your turn, you can either draft one of these, pass, and then you're out for the round. Or then place you know, one of your pawns on one of the actors or whatever that you have in front of you. Now each player has one sort of recruitment card. So let's say the blue player wanted to go and he wants to recruit, uh, this is Lear here, King Lear. He'll go ahead and take that and just replace that and then he'll place this one in front of him and he's used his recruitment uh, for that round. And any that are left will get wiped out and then we'll deal more each round. And as I said, a couple of things here, like he's obviously an actor. This is the cost you gotta pay him at the end of the game. This is the ability that you'll get. You can actually use him immediately on this turn to place a little worker or pawn there to activate that ability. And then as you go along, of course, you want to be able to insert costumes with your costume designers. And the higher value, the better. So you can see we've got a three and a four. There are also, of course, these threes here, and these are the golden ones. And those are just special uh, tiles. In, in addition to the special golden set tiles, you need a specific kind of worker to sort of work with this. It's called a jeweler in the game. And the iconography is indicative. Uh, in their little spot there but these are special ones here but you'll add these up once you get these in there i'll talk about that more but you'll get unlock a special ability and then get some extra little bonuses and stuff so one of the things you can do obviously is just recruit one of these guys and then of course you're going to be placing the pawns now you can only use the pawns that you bid with for the round 
And remember, that's a little bit of a turn order consideration, but there's another consideration. And I'll talk about that after I sort of go over the examples of, you know, the different places that you can activate. Uh, you want to be kind of considerate about who you activate this round uh, because you won't be able to use it next round. So let's just go over that. Uh, so first example here would be Shakespeare over here in the corner. And you go on here and you can see the two feathers. And that's to move up the act tracks. You can see again, act one, act two, act three, and it's a red, yellow, and blue feather. Now Shakespeare had two white feathers, so you can use him to do any track. So it's kind of like a wild. So I could go boom, boom, twice up this track, or maybe once up this and once up that. And as you move up here, you're going to get different uh, amounts of uh, either penalties, if you don't move up far enough, or rewards depending if you move up further. But anytime you see a feather, so for example, uh, Hamlet here, he's got a special ability there of decreasing the ambience, but he only goes up the yellow track, for example. And again, the white is the wild. So you can do that, you can activate those guys. Uh, here we have a costume lady and a uh, set designer there. And so you can see she can go up any track and then you'll get three points worth of sort of costume buying power to buy. And then these two folks here, they do set designing. He's got three and six. Of course, he's got a little bit of a bonus. And then again, your handyman can do either. He can use four points in any combination to do that. And of course, this is the cost. You can see the value there. And remember, again, these have special abilities and these costume points here are going to help you unlock special abilities. So let's look at King Lear here. Uh, he's got the three slots there. So let's say we got a five and then we've got a three. So we've got eight there. And now we have one more slot. And so once we fill up this last slot here, we'll unlock this ability during one of the rehearsals. So when the rehearsal activates, he'll be able to move up the yellow and blue track one space, this color. And the other thing to note is when you sort of fill in that last spot, so now we've got eight, let's try to find a really high one here, another five, this would be pretty rare, but so he's now not 13. So because we filled them up, we're gonna look at this chart here. If you have at least six points, you get at least two bucks. But it, in this case, we have 13, so we'll actually get three prestige points when we fill them in because he's just got a most amazing costume. And we've got fall stuff here, should be pretty explanatory. This will move you up two spots on the ambience track. And here we have an apprentice, and you can see he doesn't really do anything. He's only gonna cost you a buck at the end of the game, but he gives a plus one uh, to all of your craftsmen, your set designers and your costume. So he's pretty cool. And remember again, you can also get these uh, plus three tokens and these can be used in any combination. You can only spend one plus three token you know, per activation. Uh, this fellow here, he's the jeweler and you can see he can just grab a single uh, you know, golden tile of either type. And the other thing to note, on the back here are these extras. And so the extras don't have any sort of ability. They are free at the end of the game, which is nice but you can fill these up with costumes and then unlock this ability to move up uh, you know, any track during the rehearsal. So you can always take a, uh, you, from, let's say this was the draft pool, I can always take anybody I want and then flip it over and that would be my recruitment for the round as well. And you can do that sort of as a denial to somebody that was like, oh, they're really gonna like to have the jeweler this round, so I'm gonna take that, flip it over. After everybody's placed workers, then you're gonna check ambience and then however far along, up or down, you're gonna get a reward or a penalty. Any of these purple three tiles that are left in the main supply that nobody's purchased are going to reduce everybody's ambience by one. Now the thing is, is when you build these, the special ability is when you build that, everybody else decreases by one. So this is kind of an interesting uh, take that kind of aspect to the game. And then in rounds four and six, like I said, you're gonna have a scoring round, you're gonna have a rehearsal. 
and anybody that you've unlocked their costume power, in this case remember King Lear, you're going to activate and be able to move up, you know, different spots on the track and so on. So there's three tracks and after everybody does the rehearsal and activates everybody, you're gonna see where you're at currently. If you have any of your pawns back here in this spot, you're actually gonna lose a prestige point. So you wanna to try to get them all sort of up a little bit so you don't have a weak you know, opening act kind of thing. Uh, once you get up to here, you'll get a buck. If you get up here, you get three, five dollars up there. Uh, this one is first place, we'll get two points. Second place, we'll get uh, one. And these are just a straight amount of victory points depending on if you're in that spot or above it. And then you'll reset, you'll have new characters put out, new tokens, these will get wiped off and then new tokens. And then there's one last little sort of rest aspect I'll talk about. Now let's say for argument's sake, the green player placed these three pawns on the round. Everybody comes with four rest tokens and you have to place one of them on each of the characters you activated this round except one. So let's say we wanted to leave Shakespeare. We want him for next round because we like his ability. And then we're going to go ahead and block out Falstaff and then the Queen here. And so what's going to happen is now we can't use these two folks on the next round, which can be a hindrance. So you really have to think ahead into the following round. It's like you're playing kind of worker placement with yourself because <laughs> once you take it, there's a chance you won't be able to activate it in the following round, so there's some consideration there. Now, the last thing to talk about is with the queen herself, is you can get some money, straight money, and you can also draw uh, three of these objective cards and choose one, and these are sort of like in-game scorings, and there's a bunch of different ways to do it. If you have a certain amount of uh, actors, and this is like how much you've filled up the, uh, the sets and all kinds of different stuff like that, if you have these two spots filled up, and so on. So you take these, anything that you don't take, you stick back on the bottom of the deck, so uh, there's always a good amount available. And that's it, you play for the most prestige points. Again, you gotta pay off your actors. Uh, you lose money if you don't. And whoever has the most prestige points from objectives and points here, and remember the yellow ones also give you points, uh, will be the winner, and leftover money is a tiebreaker. Okay, so that is Shakespeare, what I think of it. Well, I really enjoy it, and the one thing that kind of surprised me about it was two things, actually. The first thing is how much you actually play against the other player. Now, typically with a Euro of this style, you will have your own player board, you're kind of doing your own stuff, and yeah, you might kind of draft things away and pull things away from other players, but you're kind of building your own little engine in peace. Not really with this case, which is a little bit interesting the first time you play it, and then you kind of like go, huh, okay, what happened there? And then as you kind of sort of get stabbed in the back, it kind of feels, then you can kind of come at it in a, in a better way, I think. And it's really a lot more about the deniability of certain things than actually driving your own sort of theater. Now, that's kind of juxtaposed with the whole worker placement. Like I said, you're trying to play worker placement against yourself, which is very interesting as well. But you always, always, always got to look at the uh, set tiles that are available, the the costumes, and especially the characters, and the whole turn order. You know, what do I do? I want to do all the stuff that um, you know other players can have an effect on before I you know place on my own, like drive up my ambience or whatever. You, you, the game is mostly all about that, which is very interesting because, like I said, this kind of style of game, you kind of open it on surface, you're like, oh, this is going to be a nice, pleasant hero where I just kind of build my own little engine and build my own little play. No, it's kind of nasty, and I don't know if that's thematic with how it was back then, but that's how it is. The other thing that is interesting is how sort of thematically 
well the game sort of hits uh, and you know because you build your set you build your costumes you have sort of more famous actors and actresses and uh, you know you, you build up in sort of the flair and the amount of costumes and it does really feel like you are building your own set and everything so it's almost like those two ideas are kind of in contrast but it does really work and set up this sort of you know very cutthroat you know kind of conniving and you know again cutthroat world of this theater company versus this theater company maybe like poaching actors and poaching uh you know good designers and everything for you uh, and it's also kind of interesting actually because once you set up and you have the actors and actresses out there and they're and they're just kind of named after famous characters in the shakespearean plays and it's like okay well what is this play about you know it's got uh king lear and Macbeth and this one and you know cleopatra and stuff like that and it's like okay what what story is this and that's kind of a neat little aspect um, it, it, like I said, again, the cutthroatiness with the ambient stuff sort of driving people back. They're like, you know, I just made it to the point where I was going to get a cool bonus. And then, you know, you push the ambience back on me and now I've got to drop something uh, on one of the, the, uh, the act tracks and stuff is, is it's nasty. So, uh, but I would say anybody that likes that kind of style of Euro where it's a little bit more interactive than I think is uh, expected with this kind of game, I think you're going to like that. I mean, I like interaction. And the artwork and all that, the production's great. And I, I don't know if you could tell, but like even these player boards are these nice, thick uh, boards, which isn't usually the case. Uh, but definitely give this one a look. It has a lot of familiar elements, you know, worker placement, a little bit of bidding, but it works together in a very uh, unique way. So definitely take a look at it. Thanks.